Ah, welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 119 coming at you folks today. And uh, Taylor, I got to tell you, Fabcock is currently going through my phone as we speak. Yeah, you might like that, though. You think so? Yeah, I think you I think you want him to know what you've been taking pictures of. It's it's just screenshots of alleged stuff about him uh, looking at other people's phones. That and like bugs. Bugs. I see you, yeah, I see you as like a bug guy. You take pictures of bugs and shit. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I much. do. Why? Why wouldn't you? Oh well, no. by that logic. Yeah. That makes total sense. That's right. Um. Yeah, I, you know what? we've <laughs> So we didn't have an episode last week, folks, uh, because Taylor was on his deathbed. Correct. Uh, but now he's doing much better. How are you feeling, Taylor? I feel great. Uh, jumped right from the NyQuil buzz to, like, an actual alcoholic buzz. So nice. I think, you know, just in the grand scheme of things, I'm doing a lot better. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear. Glad to hear you're not dying, uh, especially with the vid going around again. It sure is, man. It's fucking uh-huh. ramping back up. Hide your kids. Hide your kids. That's right. Uh, it's the the COVID man's coming to get you. Uh, folks, before we get into the show today, we have some people we need to thank, as usual. First off, folks, let's start with the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, the f- great folks over at the Hockey Podcast Network allow us to be part of their network and provide us with a lot of resources to reach out to you guys. Enter, get our... Uh, Great hockey message and uh, all of our wonderful info to you out in a timely manner and in a professional manner. So uh, once again, thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network. Jump on over to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com and check out all the shows in the network. We've got some great co-hosts. Um, this is actually the first episode since the uh, live stream that I was mm-hmm. a part of recently, semi-recently, about two weeks ago, where we did a recap of the Pacific Division, which, you know what? Because of that, we're going to do that today. Sure. So we're going to be talking about the Pacific Division. Spoiler alert already on my picks because they're kind of already out in the world. But we'll get to see Taylor be a little contrarian in this episode. Yeah, just the way you like it, babe. That's right. That's right. All right. So Hockey Podcast Network. Next up, folks, the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington on Monroe. Folks, the Hub is your home away from home. The premier and only Hockey Bar in Spokane, Washington, part of the Anchor Alliance, part of the Seattle Kraken Bar Network. Folks, Dave and Mona with the Hub Tavern are some of the greatest people that you will ever meet in your life. They're to help support uh, local communities and local hockey. And you know what? Some of the cheapest beer you'll find today. You can't find anything cheap nowadays. Yeah, I remember drinking $1 Rainier cans in Moscow, and I'm sure they're 6 bucks now. That definitely makes us old, for sure. Well, yeah, that's why I didn't say the year. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hub Tavern, uh, where the beer is super cold and super cheap. But you got to go in there with cash. It is a cash bar. Got to remember that. Is that the but, official slogan? <laughs> the Hub Tavern, it's a cash bar. Remember <laughs> that. Remember that. And, and the beer is cold and cheap. <laughs> the beer is cold and cheap. Uh, just as cold as your ex's heart. Definitely, definitely colder than mine. Yeah. Yeah. If that's a combination, that's really cold. 
fuck man it's super chill we're talking we're talking antarctic level cold wow i did just learn the india uh moon lander went three inches underneath the surface of the south pole and it was 140 degrees colder than the surface it went it went three inches down three inches down did the lander try to convince it that it was actually seven to eight yes uh after 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 the fact before it went to sleep now it's sleeping for two weeks so it definitely yeah it it needed to yeah you liked that probe didn't you that's right you like that big probe i hated it i'm 140 degrees colder now (laughs) oh shit um we are not sponsored by the india uh space program by the way not yet Not, not we should make a call yeah India space program here we come uh so yes folks go check out the hub tavern on monroe follow them on social media i believe they're the most active on facebook you can get all the updates i believe they have a very cool event coming up i would need to look it up it's in october sometime that uh, day was explaining it to me but i was a few beers in at the time mm-hmm. just ride what do you think Are about you that? you a few beers in sorry i missed what it actually is going to be about just ride just, just ride yeah which is, apparently it's a it's a pub crawl around in the area and all these women dress up as witches and get on bikes and ride around the neighborhood and stop nice. and, hit, and hit all these bars what I, fucking cool shit dude like we don't do that or i'm just not part of the community that does that fun shit around well here. no because you don't know the right people and because you're not you don't know dave i'm not cool yeah yeah Yep, you don't. We're not. We're not hanging out with Dave. So, um, and and I believe the unofficial slogan for that pub crawl is "Even witches have itches." Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can okay. get on that. Yeah. yeah. I can get on that. Mm-hmm. All right, and finally, folks. Last but not least, longtime supporter and listener of the show, Fire Chief John Miller. Uh, always there sponsoring us he's actually going to get a shout out on the show today because he commented on our tweet uh earlier today and uh, was agreeing with somebody that uh, we don't agree with so you know what that's fine that's fine we can always get into arguments and you know what you know when when you starting to hear hard opinions from a nashville fan you just kind of blow it off we'll just charge him double Start start telling us that you know Pekka Rene should deserves to be in the Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, like UC UC Saros is a top three goaltender. <laughs> is that what the argument was about? I've, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Miller Miller is he is listening to this as we're recording, and as I as I'm saying this in the recording, he is calling me. Good. Like as soon as he turns this on, I'll be I'll get a call at like the at the seven forty three mark. He's like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening for years, and I'm turning this shit off. How dare you besmirch the great name of UC Soros and Pekka Rene? It should be Juicy. It should be. Juicy Juicy Soros? Juicy Soros sounds like a cool little, like, Starburst competitor. Yes. Yes, I do. I do like Mm -hmm. that. All right, folks. That's all the people that we need to give shout-outs to today. We're going to try to get into the show. Um, Quick news stuff, uh, just rapid-fire stuff. Um, so the, the most latest thing, uh, the Big Brother hockey podcast of all the hockey podcasts out there, uh, Spit and Chicklets comes out with a big bomb saying Oof. that Babcock is doing 
Babcock things. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those who are unfamiliar, uh, Mike Babcock was recently rehired into the coaching world by the Columbus Blue Jackets and uh, has wasted no time invading the personal lives of his players, so to speak, allegedly. Allegedly. I believe the claim uh, from the social or from the chicklets is that Bob Babcock uh, has taken the phones of players and has gone through them and then air plays the photos in his office on the big screen. That's awesome. uh, (laughs) Allegedly to them, it's to like, you know, kind of get an inside look into what they're doing, their personal lives and what they're, what they've been doing in the off season to see if they're absolute fuckwads. Um, That's, that's what chicklet says. Babcock just wants to see a couple free dick pics, dude. Or titties. Well, I mean, who sends titties anymore? I do. But fair. You would th- you would think though, like he's a professional NHL Stanley Cup winning professional coach. You think that he can't get his own titties? That's what I'm saying. His dick pics, dude. I don't know if he can get his own dick pics. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, that's, Could I be. think that's the other side of the spectrum that he's not able to crack into. Not o- not only that, but he's like putting it up on the big screen for the rest of the team to look at. So he's like he's like, oh, this is what your team's looking working with here, folks. <laughs> so what I heard was he was only going through the phones of the guys who won't shower with the rest of the team. That's right, I did yeah. hear that. Yeah, yeah because so, you can't you can't build team chemistry if you haven't seen it. That's right. I mean, how are you supposed to know the pecking order of who's going to get the most assists? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, How are you going to build a third line if you haven't seen any of those guys' as pieces, dude? Come well, on. guys, um, looking at uh, starting up the season this year and uh, want us to all, all be on the same page. And uh, that's got to be that, that's going to involve a lot of grit and a lot of hurt and a lot of dick. <laughs> so I want you guys to take a quick look at this picture. I'm pretty sure Kent Johnson's on the first line. Am I right? That sounds about right. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, yeah, the the lines just, like, drastically shift. Like, Wierenski's now (laughs) in, like, a bottom-tier guy. It's like, oh, that poor man. Poor guy. That poor guy's (laughs) got a little button down there, and he is not an alpha, apparently. Oh, shit. Okay, so (laughs) uh, Chicklets makes this claim in the morning after their show. Everything goes live. Uh, the hockey world ignites. Everybody grabs their pitchforks. Uh, Columbus comes out with a statement, uh, not only from Babcock, for, but from Captain Boone Jenner as well. Real quick, um, real quick. That means you have a ridiculous reach in yeah. the hockey community. If oh. you can post one thing like that, and an NHL team is putting out a fucking PR. Immediately. Continue. Yeah, so immediately. That's crazy. Yeah. That it's, is it's crazy. Right. And if we could – do we need to – dig up the argument of whether or not fucking Ryan Whitney and Bissonette should have that kind of power. No, that that's either here nor there, you know, we're yeah, should, super political. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily political. It's just like, we're, we're trusting the hockey acumen of a guy that we'll put it this way. Henrik Lundqvist has more career points than Bissonette. That's awesome. That's such a great stat. <laughs> That is the epitome of hockey stats right there. That's as good as it gets. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's hard to take his his uh, advice. Ryan Whitney actually was a decent hockey player in his in his time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's it can kind of go that. But, you know, they, they're they barstool and barstool is going to barstool like that's what they do. So anyway, 
comes out. Blue Jackets reignite. They say, "Hey, you know, yeah, Babcock did this, but it was all it was all good natured. Like, you know, he when he calls him in and he has these initial interviews with the players, like he wants them to share photos of friends and family, and it's and it's all good natured. It's just trying to like it's it's building, you know, getting to know them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they fire it back, and you know, now it's now because it's bar stool. This has now become a shouting match. You know, like Biz Biz is going to be." Biz is throwing up anonymous screenshots of text messages from players. And, you know, now now it's just a he said, she said. We'll probably never know because players are not stupid enough to actually come out and fucking call their own coach out. Otherwise, they're not going to have a fucking job. So it's Columbus. Yeah. So, all right. Taylor, with, with the available information, who's right? Who's wrong? Who's full of shit? I, I, think, I think it's just... Players talking with a guy like Biznet, they've had a couple fucking shots of whatever Biz is feeding them for the day, and they—they—it's just a better story if they say like, "Yeah, it's for him to to enjoy our personal lives or something," right? Like that's that's just a better story, right? So I think mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna say that they're wrong because like that's what they do. That's literally their job is to like just blow up fucking hockey news and make it funny and make it interesting for people yeah. they're a news station yeah. right so um yeah, there's I mean, sensationalism sure sure like so, we don't like, it doesn't really matter dude the, the days of tuning into spit and chiclets for actual like logical hockey analysis are long gone oh, i i i was an original chiclets listener i listened way back in the day when rear admiral actually got more than three words in uh, an episode now and it was it, it was decent because it was good old boys hockey talk and i like that now now it's you know start stardom has gone to their heads and they're basically just the you know the tmz of the hockey world essentially um which sucks but whatever uh i don't know it's it's hard to say like, it's as much as i don't like a lot of the 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 real hockey journalists in the world because you know they've never played the game they just it's their job and they think that they know everything. Um, <clears throat> Wyshynski. Uh, they, they come out and they're like, well, it's hard to, you know, who do we believe? Mike Babcock or Bisnet? Like, shit, I'm rocking a hard place. Um, I it, it's, No one's denying that this incident happened. It's more of we're talking about particulars. You know, I, I think early on it was reported that Babcock was doing this in a sense to like, kind of like a Mitch Marner thing where he had Mitch Marner like rank the players and then he showed everybody. Mm. It, it sounded early on like that was this case. Like they pulled up the phone and then they throw it on the big screen for everybody to look at and like judge basically. I, as more info comes out, I don't think that happened. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of lean toward again, right. Like he wouldn't dance on the fucking no line way. instantly. There's, There's no, no way. way. I, he can't be that fucking dumb. That's There's, so like that's cement brick head, dude. Yeah. Like, what are and, you, like, no way he would do that. So I'm I'm leaning to what I what I think happened here is that you've got probably a young player or two that gave Biz an incomplete picture of shit mm-hmm. and like like it was pissed off at Babcock for another reason. Like Babs probably came in on day one. He's like, hey, yeah, uh, you're not uh, you're not going to training camp. Fuck you. And skates him on day one. Right. So like after showing him a picture of his family or something, Babs is like, yeah, you're not a family dude. Get the fuck out of my locker room. Um, You don't have kids. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you don't have any grit. You don't have any heart. 
and uh, you you got to get out of my locker room. And that's just, it's not okay for him. So this player probably went to Biz and was like, hey, man, fucking Babs is, you know, going through my phone and fucking, you know, kind of embellishing and making all this kind of shit up. So Biz, you know, probably is good, Nate. I genuinely don't think that they just made some shit up. I don't think that that's happened. I think that they took an incident that did happen and twisted it into something that it wasn't. Um, And so, and it's not, I'm not taking Babs' side. I'm not carrying water for Babs. It's, I think the only thing that tits me onto the side of Columbus here is Boone Jenner's statement. So if, if Boone like believed this, but didn't want to burn himself, he could have just said no comment. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, the agent of Boone Jenner, has has put out a statement saying that he doesn't want to comment on this incident at this time and then could have left it at that and then everybody would have been like oh read between the lines like boone obviously you know was one of the people but that didn't happen like boone came out and said like this is not what happened like he's taken babs's side so i don't know i'm kind of inclined to believe columbus here in a little bit yeah i mean I mean, e- even even from the other side of things, like that's definitely what happened. You know, it's just blown mm-hmm. out of proportion. So I don't think it's anything to worry. It it honestly, the the biggest thing is, it sucks because Columbus had a ton of momentum, right? Like Columbus brought in two big fucking D free yeah. like uh, trades, right? I think I, well, uh, Provorov was for sure a trade. Um, yeah, and the, and then drafted who honestly should have gone second overall. You know, it's just it just kills the locomotive, right? So that's the only thing that sucks. I think is Kill, like, kills the momentum that they have. Exactly. So like, yeah. it doesn't matter what actually was true because it's not that big of a fucking deal. Like you're gonna you're gonna tell like it's just we're looking for a story in the if summer. if it's what we thought it was, it is a big story, but I, it, but it's not ish though, right? Like even if, the worst case scenario, if I mean, Babs is just like. Know. If Babs is just ambushing guys in a team meeting, going like a teacher sure. in the class, like if he's sure. a teacher in class, hey, give me your phone, and he hands it up, and then he immediately fucking throws it on the big screen in the locker room they usually watch film on, and he's like, oh, look, let's looks uh, let's take a look at your date from last night, and fucking you know he's going through the guy's fucking nudie film, then yeah, it's kind of a problem. Sure, sure. Is it a problem if it's a completely other coach? Is it a problem if it's John yeah. Cooper? Yeah, I think it is, but, okay. but John Cooper wouldn't do this sort of thing. That's fair. I, I just I, I You don't you don't hear this type of shit about John Cooper or Rod Brindamore or anything like that. And maybe you know, it's but but maybe that's because those guys they could do the exact same thing and the way that they portray it is different than the way that Mag, Mike Babcock puts it on the fucking big screen. I, you know, I so understand I that because Babs is on it under a bit of a spotlight, but rightly 100%. so he is like sure, it's, sure, it's earth. Like it's not, it's not like he's a victim here. Like he was an asshole. Um, sure. There's, there's a whole segment of Dallas and for some reason, Red Wings fans that won't forgive him for not giving Mike Madonna his 1500th game. I mean, yeah. Isn't like wasn't it Babcock that didn't give like Spezza was the same way right like he killed his Spezza Mike Madonna and then like and then Franzen like later came out and said like because of like mental abuse from Babcock he like retired early. Fuck yeah it's fucked up it's fucking 
fucking crazy. Yeah, but I just I hope it's I hope it's nothing crazy. I think if the team felt the need to come out and and especially if Boone Jenner was there, I don't think it was anything huge. But who knows? Yeah, no, I I hear you. Um, okay, uh, before we get into it, I got one last, I want to hit on one last piece of news because I'm just, we're, I'm a homer here and this is, this is the rumor. The rumor in the mill, the rumor mill, uh, said, well, the rumor mill, uh, this is actually from a fairly reliable, uh, Chicago based source saying that, uh, we should not be surprised to see Patrick Kane sign with the Detroit Red Wings. I just can't hate a team more if that happens, dude. <laughs> A terrible idea. He punched one cabbie, and now the guy's got a reputation. You know what? He punched one cabbie, and I liked him. Yeah. And then, and then he started. There was started to be rumors of him going to the fucking Red Wings, and I just instantly brought the cabbie back in. His buddy it. is there. All right. He's reevaluated. So, in all, in all honesty, like analysis of this, like does from a Red Wings fan perspective, does does this help the Red Wings out? Not a ton. Like, adding Patrick Kane to your lineup is obviously going to upgrade it, especially if you're the Red Wings. But it's not a needle mover like it would have been 10 years ago. Anyway, that being said, mm. from a Kane perspective, like, I, trying to put my head around this, like, okay, so I'm Patrick Kane. I want to go to the Red Wings. Why? Because it, it seems like the lazy answer of, well, DeBrincat's there and he's my buddy. Yeah. Like, I get that. So, but, but not enough so um, that's not enough so i was like trying to wrap my head around it and the thing that i came up with is that kane the last time kane was good like we're like we were still like oh fuck that's patty kane man patty kane doing his shit he was skating on a line with the brin cat and since he left he hasn't been the same i mean i think there's truth to that right so i mean if you think of patty kane when you when he gets older Right. What he needs is someone that he can just kind of not have to put 110% into the game Uh and just dish somebody the puck. Yep. Right. And I think, so I think there is some truth to that where like he just, he needs another goal scorer on his line and he can play another five years. Right. So if you're thinking about it like that, like I can see that argument. Right. But he's a solid playmaker. I don't think, I, I think even the most ardent Patrick Kane haters can't deny that he's a pretty solid playmaker. Sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting if there, if anything comes of that. Um, I still think the Red Wings need a fucking tendy. I think Dude, they should be. That's... I think they should be looking at a fucking tendy over Patty Kane. But you know, that's just me. Boy, that's that's absolutely true. All right. Yeah. Enough talk about other teams and other divisions. We came here to talk about the Pacific Division tonight, Taylor. Sure. So let's fucking do it. Okay. Um, I need to. I need to. I need to mirror my screen. I know how to do that. Do you? Yeah, you showed me how to do it once. They teach you that in your position. You're not too high up. They do. They, they, they just don't assign you some guy that fucking does all the technology for you? Nope. Nope. There, there is an IT guy, but uh, he had, we're, we're, we, we work kind of hand in hand. Gotcha. All right, folks. So we posted this yesterday asking for some comment from you guys. These are our official predictions for the Pacific Division for this upcoming season. Uh, not a lot of surprise. Let's like let's let's start from the bottom bottom up. Sure. Okay. So not a lot of surprise here uh, on the bottom. Uh, Taylor, the San Jose Sharks. We both have them at number 
eight. What are your thoughts on the Sharks? It's going to be a long year in San Jose, and they deserve it. They deserve every second of it. If you are a Sharks fan, I am not remorseful whatsoever. <laughs> Taylor's just Joaquin Phoenix Joker. You get what you fucking deserve. Yeah, I mean, you're going to pay the price for fucking Carlson, still not get your cup, and then watch and make fun of the Ducks for being shitty for the last six years. You mm-hmm. can suffer. Okay. Yep. So that's how I feel. I don't even, I was going to say, like, I, I'm looking at this daily faceoff right now. It's really not even worth going through. I, folks, this is this is a bad team. Um, Thomas Hurdle and Logan Couture are, are in a sea of averageness and bad. Um, like, Philip Sedina is on this team, and he's just not good. That's so funny. I Phillip can't believe Z- that's where he landed. He's well, and it's just he's he's trying to get. It's the only team that would probably give him a second chance, and he's just sure. not going to get it. He's he's going to Peter. He for Philip Zadina to join, he's going to need somebody that's solid around him, and he's not going to get that in. Uh, Michael Grandland and Fabian Zetterland. That's what you think. <laughs> oh, you a big Fabian Zetterland fan, Taylor? Yeah, hundred percent. I yeah. have a couple of his jerseys. Um. <laughs> If you are a Sharks fan, all you can be excited about right now is where the Ducks and realistically the Kings were like three to four years ago, where you're just stockpiling good prospects. Oh so. my god, their goalies are Capo Cockinen and Mackenzie Blackwood. Oh yes, that's this that's is, a recipe, dude. This is like it's like they're trying to be bad. Like this they is a bad this are. is this is a this is a team designed to be terrible. Can I guess who their top defenseman is? Hit me. If it's fucking Velasic still, I don't even follow this team, but if it's fucking Velasic, I'm going to be pissed. So they actually have him on the second pairing on Daily Faceoff. Oh, he is still uh, alive. Okay, that's good. Yeah, he is, he is still breathing. Uh, yeah. The first line is Mario Ferrero and Jan Ruta. Good. So a third pairing on any other fucking team in uh-huh. the league. Yeah, any, any other. Uh, Ed, uh, Vlasic is second pair with some guy named Matt Benning. Yes. And then and then we get into randomly generated names, Jacob McDonald and Radam Simek. Yeah, those are definitely, there's no That's, way. Those, those are aren't real people. people. I don't no. believe that for a mm-hmm. second. Jenning? Yeah, um, what was the, fir- what was the first name of Jenning? That's clearly generated. Matt? Matt, uh, of uh, who? Matt Jenning. Did you say Matt Jenning? No, I said Matt Benning. Benning. Okay. But uh, he'll go by Jenning, too. Yeah, either we he's like, either. He's so cool about it. Like, the announcer calls him Jenning, and he's like, whatever. Hey. He's like, hey. Thanks, baby. I'm getting paid to be here. That's right. I'm making more <laughs> than any of you watching this game. That's right. It's very true. Yeah, uh, yeah this, is, this is a really bad team. They're going to be probably last in the league. Yeah, hundred percent. There's, I, if if you think they're making a wild card, BetterHelp.com. They're they're not even gonna be fun to watch. Like this isn't even like a young, exciting team that might score a lot of goals and lose seven to four. Like this is a this is they're just like oh. they're they'll be like if they don't lose five rip every night, it's gonna be a good game for them. Yeah, like honestly, <laughs> if if your team beats them four zero, you need to. You're getting bag skated. Yeah, that's right. You'll you'll leave the rink and they'll be like fucking 
don't don't even we're not, we're not even bringing pucks tomorrow. If you're on Columbus, don't take pictures on your yeah. phone more than like four days in advance. Fuck's sakes, because <laughs> they're coming up, baby. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Um. Let's let's move past the dumpster fire that is the San Jose Sharks and move into the slightly smaller dumpster fire that is the Anaheim Ducks. Ah, they're so cute, though. Uh, Taylor, I'm going to let you take it away on this one because you know a little more about the Ducks than I do. Let's start with some optimism, Chance, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, new coach, Dallas Eakins was an absolute fucking pile of water trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they bring in Cronin, who has never been a head coach in the NHL, but you never fucking know, dude. I mean, you know, who are, who are some of the coaches that we're talking about that came up through the AHL, right? So... Uh, I mean, Barube, Cooper, that kind of that kind of crop. So not saying that he's going to be a fucking Barube or Cooper. Let's be honest. But uh, yeah, so this I mean, this team is still bad, right? They they're going to have John Gibson. So, I mean, anything can happen on any sort of night. Uh, they got Radko Gudis to just kind of scare you a little bit. But other than that, it's just it's just a lot of young guys. Right. I mean, they're doing the they're doing the thing that they should be doing at this point in the quote unquote rebuild. So they're pl- they're going to play some guys. I don't know if Leo Carlson's going to make the team. That's like the big chatter in Ducks Nation right now is if he's actually going to play or he is eligible for the AHL, so he could definitely play some games there. Uh, but it's just I, I think they're going to be a little better than last year. Like they're going to be a little more competitive on a nightly basis because Dallas Eakins was an absolute joke of a coach. But, I mean, un- until, until they kind of have – some of these guys, you know, Zegers needs to take a huge step. McTavish, you know, needs a needs a full season. Needs to take a big step. So uh, they're they're just they're not going to be that good again. I have heard rumors that Troy Terry is the next captain. I would love that. Dude, would you? Yeah, they call they call him fucking Jimmy. So I don't know. What? I literally have no idea why, but they call him Jimmy. So if Jimmy was the next captain, I would have. No it's because he's that. hung, right? Yeah, he has to buy uh, custom Jimmys. Right. That's yeah. yeah. Or that he's no, no, he's just, or he's just the guy that always has one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It never gets used. Um, Zegers is like, go about to go out. He's like, dude, I'm about to fucking hit a Michigan tonight. And Troy's like, dude, here. You need this for just after keeps, the game. Just keeps a just keeps a roll uh, with his sock tape in his bag. You think he charges the guys? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to, right? Like, if you're yeah. the Jimmy guy, you got to charge him. Absolutely. Yeah. How, what are what are those going for these days? You know, uh, a, a, a true uh, autograph Troy Terry condom uh, could be a, a, could be upwards of you know twenty twenty five bucks. Damn, mm-hmm. I would I would buy that. I would put it right by my little uh, collection of pucks back here. Uh, like the ducks, though. Uh, guaranteed to uh not allow any sort of any victory no no you're definitely not gonna climax you (laughs) (laughs) no no satisfaction that's right yeah it's it's uh satisfaction uh, not guaranteed that's right yeah there's no refunds so damn it Um, yeah this team's gonna be bad bro okay um we're so, but I, I don't want to add too much because you you are the you're the ducks 
aficionado on this. I, I do like Jamie Drysdale. There are there are bright spots on this team. Young guys, right? I mean, like that, Young that's guys where they're that, at. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but it's it's obviously a rebuilding team. I don't think they'll be as bad as they were last year, but that's not a high bar. Um and they're you know, they could easily be the worst team in the division if the Sharks were not actively trying to be just dog shit. Um and the Ducks, it, it's very possible they might get worse if if and when they trade away John Gibson. Uh, we heard rumors, you know, percolate out through the summer that Gibson refused to play for them. Then him and his agent walked it back a little bit, to, you know, a little Maya Copa said that that wasn't real. But, you know, who knows what is real nowadays, especially in the offseason. Um from even taking the rumors out of it, don't you agree? It, it's in their best interest to trade John Gibson this season. No, hundred percent, dude. Okay, but I, but I think I think there is truth in saying the rumors of him basically telling management that he wasn't going to even suit yeah. up and play in a hockey game. I think is, I mean, people people shouldn't even if you're an actual hockey fan right and you know what's going on you, you know that's not true that's just not how hockey players do and john gibson likes to play hockey so right um yeah he'll he'll play for this team but don't be surprised if y- we see one of the top goalies go down in the first couple weeks and john gibson is instantly traded right like i think that's that's how close he is i mean the the team knows that he needs to be traded i think uh verbeek is a smart enough human being i mean he was under eiserman for a little bit so um yeah, I, I think I think you see him moved pretty quick. I think you see him move before the deadline. So could, and then this team is super young. Could we see so. for maybe the first time in our lifetime the Buffalo Sabres ship out one of their first round picks? No, I think they oh. like, I mean, based on what I've seen from Buffalo if, and Buffalo's camp, they they're obsessed with Levi. So it's just not it's not going to happen unless he is shit for the first three weeks. Okay. So. Okay. Let me, let me pitch another one at you. Say I'm the New Jersey devils 100%. and, and I'm a goal and I'm a good, I'm a average to good goalie away from being a serious contender. hundred percent. hundred percent. I, I think if you look, I, I think they like Vanacek. I think they like, uh, who's it? Schmid, Akira. I think, I think they like both those guys, but it's not, it's not a Devin it's not the same thing as Buffalo where they have a guy who could be John Gibson in three years, right? For all we know. You know, those they don't teams, have that guy. I just don't think they do. Those border teams though, those ones that, you know, like the 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 Buffaloes and the Detroits and the Ottawas of the world that have, you know, slogged through years of development to finally get to a point where they're kind of knocking on the door and there's actually hope for once. Like, honestly, does it like all three of those teams that I just named have decent pipelines. I mean, do you if, do you really need another first round pick? If I'm if I'm a GM of those teams, Buff, okay, so think Buffalo, think um, one that we talked about earlier, Red Wings, right? I, I mean, said Detroit, can, I said Detroit and Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, Detroit. I think I think if you're any of those teams, I am a little biased because I watch John Gibson on a regular basis. Whereas like, is anyone tuning into San Jose versus fucking Anaheim on the East coast? No. Right. So I, there's not a lot of people on half of the country that have even seen this guy play in his entire fucking career essentially. Right. So oh, I don't know about that. I, mean, I, I have it on good authority that uh, Gibson is thought of as pretty highly. 
it depends. It really is hot and cold, right? There's people who think he's not even a top 20 goalie, and there's people who think that he could probably be in the top five. So I, I think I would say that the people who are informed mix. are in that that latest group. The people who sure. don't, the people, the group that you just said, and, and I'll admit is probably the majority, the people who just don't tune into Ducks games because there hasn't been a reason to probably, yeah, I agree with you. They're probably uninformed and don't understand that he is probably one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I think, I think there's just, there's that split. So yeah, I mean, he could, he could be gone three weeks from the start of, of the, of the season to anywhere up to the trade deadline, but there's, there's no excuse unless Rubik is getting like sixth round pick offers for him that he doesn't get traded. So. Sure. I, I look at it from that perspective of like, man, if I'm one of those teams that Gibson can backstop, can make a team from good to great or a, you know, a great team, even better. Um, I don't know if I'm one of those middle teams. I don't, I don't let somebody like Gibson pass to a cup contender. Who's trying to make one more kick at the can. I try to do it because Gibson, Gibby's still pretty young, right? 30, 31. I don't even know if he's 30 yet. Oh shit. In that yeah, case, I'm pulling the trigger that. tomorrow. Yeah. I, somebody, I somewhere somebody there. give me Steve Eiserman's a number. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Call him up. What the fuck you do with Sherat, man? What's up with that? What's going on, dude? We'll trade you. Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, we're both in agreement the Ducks are Ducks are bad. Probably round out the bottom of the division. Moving on to a, somehow a worse, not a worse dumpster fire, but pretty goddamn close. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks. We have the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, rounding out the uh, sixth position on our rankings list here. Uh, Taylor, who's Elias Pettersson playing for next year? If I'm the GM of Vancouver, he's not playing for anybody else the rest of his fucking life, but it's also Vancouver. So what you, I was going to say, if he's got some say in his life, like he's an RFA right now. So, they still they still hold some of his cards, but he's got some say. Yeah, ish. I mean, he can he can pull the. I'm not going to play, or I'm going to do a PLD and just look like I'm dressing up and then fucking suck. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I I I mean, if you're Vancouver, there's no way you get rid of this guy. If you're a team like Boston, you're giving up whatever they fucking need for this player, right? If they oh yeah. On a good team, Elias Pettersson's arguably top five, definitely top ten in the league. Yeah, hundred percent. He's that. He's that good. Like he's that fucking good. So, um, but this is another one. I think. I think he's getting a little more attention because he's a Canadian market, right? And Vancouver is bad. Mm-hmm. But I. I mean, yeah. I, he's just another chip. If they were to actually trade him. I mean, if they were to trade him, you're going to see JT Miller, you're going to see Brock Besser, you're going to see all those guys want to leave, right? That's just, it's just the way it is. So it's the same thing if they were to move Quinn Hughes before they made him captain. So, okay, so I was going to say, so the the other piece of news that we were going to talk about, uh, Quinn Hughes, Quinn Hughes was named captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, probably not a great pill to swallow if I'm Elias Pettersson. Some guys don't care about that though. You know. Some guys, some guys don't give a shit. I mean, what if, I, you're the, what if you're the face of the team? 
I mean, Quinn Hughes is also one of the top faces of the team, right? I, so I'm that's I I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think if you're JT Miller, I think there's more probably, uh, you know, I won't say hatred, but I mean, there's definitely more of that sour taste in your mouth if you're JT Miller than Elias Pettersson. I, I just I JT is Miller there... comes across to me like he's one of the guys that thinks he should be the captain of every team in the league. I. I agree with that, and I would I would strongly disagree that he does it. Like he's he's as soon as he's come over to this team, he's been a disappointment. Sure, uh, he did have a ninety point season, but that's a di- that, I think that's a disappointment nowadays. Well, and, and you know it's it's that thing of like he can put up as many points as he wants, but this team missed the playoffs by a pretty decent margin. Sure, hundred percent. And I mean we're yeah pulling up the lineup like you have it right now. Oh, man, we're fucking. There's still some holes on this team where it's like, it, are is Pedersen really gonna thrive with Bavulier and, and Kuzmenko at the top of the lineup? Kuzmenko's no. a stud. Yeah, uh, Bavulier is. Yeah, but I need so Kuzmenko. Let's let's jump into that. I, Kuzmenko, I need to see for more than one season. I think he had a great season. Fair. I think he had a great season, but a lot of guys have good seasons. Right. Also fair. My, Michael Grabner had a fucking twenty-eight goal season, right, or something ridiculous. So, how dare you besmirch? The I mean, name. Michael Grabner is a fucking god amongst men, but that's still, right. That's better. He that's still better. he still had one season where he was the fucking man. You know what I mean? So that's better. That's what I want to hear. Now, you, well, you just didn't let me come around to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare you? <sighs> what a what a rube. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I mean, you, you still got guys at, at levels of this team that are good. So, I are they gonna top teams like the, the next couple we have on our list? I, I just don't I don't think so. But you know, they they're gonna give teams a little bit of a challenge if they can click. That's always been their problem. They just don't. They seem like they just don't have any fucking chemistry on this team ever. No, it doesn't. It does not seem like that. Um, it seems like this team is kind of in disarray, honestly. Um, it's, you look at this roster and it's, it's, to me, it looks like a bunch of guys that are not destined to be here. Like how many, how many years in a row now? It's gotta be at least three that we've been hearing Brock Besser wants out. Maybe he likes it. The attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he likes, he like that's like a motivator for him as being on the trade block. Gotcha. I don't know. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll, to, to cap off what you're saying, the first line, in theory, has a lot of strength, has a lot of punching power, uh, and then it just kind of falls through from there. You got Brock Besser, who, by all intents and purposes, doesn't want to be there. JT Miller's, you know, been fine, but only good for him, not necessarily the team. Um, Ilya is fine, uh, and then Connor Garland has been kind of quiet. Uh, he's a scorer, but he needs the puck pass to him, and he's not going to get it on the third line from fucking Pius Sutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense, Quinn Hughes is the shining beacon of light on this in an otherwise pretty average defensive core. Uh, Ian Cole is nothing to write home about, neither is Carson Susie. Carson Susie, come on, bro. As much as we appreciate Carson Susie's efforts, uh, back in Seattle, um, he's fine. Uh, Philip Peronic, longtime Red Wing is also not going to move the needle at all. As as you can see, he was playing first-line minutes in Detroit, and now he's on a second line with Ian Cole in Vancouver. So um, that's kind of how it is. And then you're, you're cursed as long as you have Tyler Myers on your roster. Yeah, 
he's he is an absolute curse. Uh, the only the only point of positive, I don't even know. Maybe it's just hope. I guess. Like I don't know. I I really want to be a Thatcher Demko cheerleader. Mm. Like I I want Thatcher Demko to be good. I liked his story. I like the kid. It seems like he's a good guy. Um, I want it to work. And and we have seen him have moments where he is good. But I don't know. To me, I'm seeing a lot of parallels with Carter Hart. Uh, yeah, I get you there. I definitely see where you're coming from. Thatcher Demko, I think, is he's proved in the past that he's a good goalie. Yeah, he just I Same with Carter Hart. Yeah, but for for this team, right? For this team, my issue is what what Demko's done in the last couple years is just get injured, and you're gonna throw Spencer Martin into that fucking net. It's just. I, I don't know. So that's that's definitely why they're at sixth and probably the weakest division in the entire league. And 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 if they decide to sell, this team could get even worse. So sure, hundred percent. All right, um, let's jump into. Uh, I want to jump into the L.A. Kings. How about okay. that, huh? Yeah. Sure. Um, you've got the Kings a little higher than I do. Um, actually, here I'll bump over to that real quick, just so. Everybody can be reminded of our little of our picks here. Before you do that, Chance, let's talk about a sponsor of the network. Okay, let's do that. Awesome. Uh, football is back, folks, and it's in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook does, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets don't know if you've been listening to the pod. That's $50 more than usual. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets get expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So what I heard was if you're in Ontario, it sucks to be you. Yeah, 100%. Do, please don't use the app responsibly if you're in Ontario. <laughs> that's all I got from that. That's that's what I picked up from that. All right. LA Kings, Taylor. Yes. Now, I know you have a lot of strong feelings about this team. Love them. Favorite fans. That's right. That's right. Um I I'll I'll take the lead on this one because I recently gave uh, a famous opinion on it uh, my 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 fellow podcast network hosts uh speaking with uh i believe it's the king's, king's ransom, ransom podcast yep. yep um the hockey podcast network see i'm googling it right now because you. That's, that's that easy it is that easy you just type it into google and boom you're right there 
uh, I believe uh, King's Realm, the King's Realm podcast. Ah, That's close. right, King's Realm. King's Ransom is good too. Um, King's Realm podcast. Talking with them, and uh, I, you know, I, I learned a lot more about the Kings than I thought I was going to. Uh, the 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 PLD acquisition, not only outside of the organization but internally as well, has been uh, met, met with mixed emotions. Apparently, uh, Kings fans are split on the acquisition of PLD. And, and that's probably their biggest, arguably their biggest signing. But uh, this is a team that actually had quite a bit of turnover, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we, we just kind of hone in on the, on the attendees there, right? So, I mean, it, it kind of feels like a big turnover. I don't think they had a ton. Um, they were able to hold on to Gavrikov. You know, Philip Deneau is still there. They, they have some of those guys, right? Victor Arvidsson, those kind of guys. So I, I think I think this team is is relatively similar. I think you're going to see some of the young guys get a little bit of an elevated role, Kaliev, Byfield, those kind of guys, um, guys that Kings fans love to remind me are there. So <laughs> I, I you know I, I I think for me this team is is pretty solid up front. Uh, the defense looks terrible on paper, but it's one that they pretty much had last year. So, and they had a decent team last year. So, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I'm expecting some of the young guys to take a little bit of a jump. And, you know, you're basically rolling out Corpusalo and Phoenix Copley, which they had some success with down the, down the stretch last year. So, uh, I, I do like this team a little bit higher than you. I think there's still, a, there's still plenty of teams in this division that are better than them. But this, what is it, you know, three, four, five realm of teams could could honestly go either way so uh, you know it'll be interesting to kind of see i think that's probably you know we're always wrong we suck at this but it's you know that that three four five is always kind of the battle and we kind of mix those up so uh yeah i think i have la at five well i know i know that you're wrong on this because in your mind uh jonas corpusella still plays for this team uh which he does not so He he should he should, he should, but he does not. Uh, in your mind, he does. Uh, in in reality, though, uh, the goaltending duo is Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot. Correct. I never said that Corpusala is still there. I think <laughs> I, I I said I said you know down the stretch last year. That's the ah yes yes had. okay all right so no it's it, a very similar tandem to what they had down the stretch. But I, I would that just I disagree. I think Cam Talbot is is but but I'm I'm on record. I'm a Cam Talbot hater. I think he is aggressively mediocre. This guy is just he's no team he's ever been on. Okay, let me before I say that sent that statement. Cam Talbot. I can tell you all the teams that guy. Right here, I just googled it. And immediately, Google says uh, Cam Talbot is a Canadian professional ice hockey goaltender that has never won anything. Right there, says it. It's in his bio, actually. <laughs> he's on the uh, Ontario <laughs> Reign. Um... Uh, former NHL teams, Los Angeles Kings, New York Rangers, Edmonton Oilers, Philadelphia Flyers, Calgary Flames, Minnesota Wild, and Ottawa Senators. Oof. That hurts. Uh, jump, so bouncing around a lot. Um, no, he was, so Edmonton obviously didn't win there. Flyers wasn't there. Flames, I, I just, I really don't, I, like, to me, Cam Talbot is one of these goalies in the league that's a placeholder goalie. Like you're, you are either very confident that you can win without good goaltending. You just need all right goaltending mm-hmm. or 
you just you need somebody that's not completely trashed to stand in front of the net while you have another mess season. Yeah. I just adding Cam Talbot does not scream to me. Oh, we're making we're we're gonna take this season seriously. This 100%. this this screams to me that you know Cam's good enough to maybe get us into the playoffs, and then who knows what happens. Hundred percent. But and, that's because and that's, I and as much as I because I don't want to rag on your boy Phoenix. I even said this in the show um in the in the live stream but like is phoenix really a, a starting is he gonna start 60 games this season i mean i i love phoenix copley because that's my claim to fame but uh, to be honest with you he's probably an ahl goalie yeah yeah i mean he had he had a really nice season last year he's had a couple nice seasons uh you know in washington when he was a fill-in but he's realistically i i mean I'll, I'll say it's backup but they basically have two backups right mm-hmm. yeah i yeah, i would say that so that, nice you know so. to, to 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 so to summarize my uh recap of the kings um pld is overrated i i think that this guy is you know yes i'm a little biased based on you know the, the infamous shift i don't if you're a pld follower you know what i'm talking about it's that clip of him in columbus where he was you know, you and I have skated faster in beer league games on a shift than this guy skated in Columbus one shift where he just came out and literally just phoned it in. Um, it's it's the infamous, the, the shift. Um, and then it's it's basically what is pointed to is his trade out of Columbus. So um, got him to Winnipeg and, you know, that he wanted the trade, but he didn't necessarily get to play. He wanted to get out of Columbus, but he didn't necessarily get to pick the place. The, the defenders of PDL, PLD are... That's it. Like he wanted to out of Columbus, but he didn't get to go where he wanted to go. He went to Winnipeg, which is basically just another Columbus, but in Canada, um, didn't like it there either. Now he's got the long-term deal. Now he got to pick where he wanted to be and who he wanted to play with. So that's why he's going to play well. I don't see it that way. I, I just don't, I, I'm not saying that PLD is bad. I'm just saying that I think a lot of people are overrating what he can do. And I think, the Kings paid a, a pretty steep price for the guy, all things considered. And I just don't know if he's, he's not a locker room guy, in my opinion. And I just don't think he's going to move the needle too much for this team to really make a push. But what do I know? Yeah, you basically paid that price for your third line center in Philip Deneau. Like, what are, like why are we doing that? Right. Um, last thing I'll say, look out for Brant Clark. That kid, that kid could be better than. I know a lot of people are sucking Jake Sanderson's dick right now. There's a lot of obviously, you know, Mord Cider is gonna be good. Uh, this kid could be better than fucking a lot of those guys. He could be, he could be the goal scoring Quinn Hughes if he's that good. So. I refuse to believe that anybody will be better than Mord Cider. <laughs> guys, fucking stud. <laughs> wrong. wrong. That's wrong. Uh, just... That's the end of the episode. Anytime, anytime somebody says that, all I think of is that clip where that poorly clipped uh, newsreel of Moritz Sider on highlights, and it just says Moritz Sider leads all rookie defensemen in ass. Ass. It's like goddamn right he does. Sure does. Good for him. I fucking that's that's what got him the Calder really. Yeah, he leads in ass. That that set him over the edge. I think anyway. Um, okay, so going back to our list here, this is where we kind of start deviating. So I had the Kings there. Um, let's let, let's go to Calgary. 
Let's go to Calgary. We'll say we'll save Seattle. Um, the Calgary Flames on on the recent live uh, stream that I did on the Hockey Podcast Network. The Flames were very much a not not to hit the nail on the head, but a, literal and figuratively a wild card. Mm-hmm. Okay, this team could either be very good or very bad, and I think it's Between three and five. They're, they're honestly a lot of people don't know where this team is going to be, and I, in it's all I'm taking a more optimistic approach to it, but. I, if anybody's coming up to me going like, no, actually Calgary's going to be bottom three. I'd be like, I mean, it's possible. Mm, I couldn't go that far. No, no. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll leave this. I'll start us out on this. So this is a team that has it for all intents and purposes. They have claimed that the problem in this locker, the problem with this team, other than the shitty, arena and all that but i i refuse to believe that an arena can cause that much of an issue like at the end of the day you're a hockey player as long as you got ice that's not completely dog shit and you're in the nhl so you're gonna get pampered and catered to it's it that shouldn't be an issue um and if it is then that might be more of a, a morale locker room issue um what i like here is that sutter's gone and all the players have pointed to that this was the problem. All the trade demands were coming in because, like, as long as this fucking dude's behind the bench, I'm not going to play for this team. I don't want to play for this team. And it, it kind of goes back to – I talked about this on the live stream. Uh, you know, Sutter comes from that generation of, you know, watching Herb Brooks, you know, right? Where, you know, it's uh, – it, it, if they hate me, they don't have time to hate each other, and they'll unify around that, and we'll, we'll go from there. I, I just don't think players think that way anymore. And Daryl Sutter's like mentality and his mantra to coaching just doesn't really play well anymore, especially with younger kids, especially on a long enough time frame. So um, looking at this team now, uh, you, God, you've got a lot of turnover and a lot of question marks. You know, is is Jonathan Huberto what they traded for? Um, is Mackenzie Weger what they traded for? Is Lindholm going to stick around? You know, is, is Nazem Kadri still got years left in him? There's uh, and and uh, not to mention the big question mark, in my opinion, uh, is Jacob Markstrom going to come back because Daniel Vladder has had more than enough opportunities to steal that net and he hasn't done it. I think Vladder has very much cemented himself as a backup goalie. So at the end of the day, it's, is Jacob Markstrom going to get his form back or is, is, we're destined for another, you know, Cam Talbot situation. Um, I'd like to not think not. I, I, I was very impressed when I, Jacob Markstrom was always good to me in my eyes with Vancouver. When I, when Vancouver was doing bad, I never thought it was because of, I rarely thought it was because of Jacob Markstrom. So I, I, I hope that he has a bounce back year. I hope he plays a little better. Uh, we've seen him play great. Uh, I don't know on, on paper, I think that this team looks good and it's enough to at least at bare minimum do better than they did last year. Oh, Taylor can't hear you, bud. Oh, okay. there you go. Good thing. I didn't say anything fucking important. Yeah. You were just talking about your dick. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's shriveled and stinks. Um, so, <laughs> Uh, I was trying to get you to laugh while you're drinking that. 
Oh um, god, I, I I gave you I gave you the okay. Yeah, you gave me a good one there. Uh, so I think I think on paper, right? The reason I have them ranked a little higher than LA is, I mean, this is a better team, right? And mm. I, some so somebody so somebody on the back back side, right? So we're talking about Markstrom, we're talking about uh, Vladder. I, I don't know if it's Vladar or Vladder, but I want to go with Vladder because it sounds like Vladder, and that's. Funny. I want to go with Vader. Vader, yeah, it does look like Darth Vader, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, they have a guy who, I, I th- it, for me personally, I think kind of is going to fall into that backup role. I bet he, I, I honestly would put money down that he wins it out of camp. Uh, Spencer Wolf is a damn good goalie. So I think someone like Spencer Wolf is going to put a little bit more pressure on a goalie like Markstrom, who has shown in the past that he's good. And I think it's going to help elevate his game because he, he's going to know if he does not, he's playing 20 to 30 games tops for the mm-hmm. season, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think Spencer Wolf is somebody on the back end to keep an eye on. I think from a from a top six perspective, right, I like Brant Clark, I like Gavrikov, and I like, you know, as much as I hate Doughty as a human being, he's still a good, defend, a good defenseman in the league, getting a little older, but he's, he's still a good defenseman. I still think Calgary has the, the edge on the back end, right? mm. so I still, I still think they're. I think you're on paper, not a Uyghur. On paper, I definitely agree with you, and and I think both of you and I are actually more bullish on Calgary than a lot of other people are. I, yeah. I we do like you because you and I are from that world of hockey where we understand that a coaching change where you get somebody that's truly a toxic coach that you just fucking hate, like yeah. Yeah. you'll you'll take I don't know a player coach that just stands there and basically like just just orders line changes. Sure. You would prefer that over the dickhead that you just had. Hundred percent. So, like, I, I, I do think that that does make a change. Like, I, th- it was very clear that the system, what, whatever system that Sutter was pushing, they weren't buying it. Yeah, and the- and to to go even further on that, right? You bring in your top, t- you know, two of your top p- position players on the team were brought in right before the season. Right, and then they get brought into a coach like Daryl Sutter, and I, I just I think it was a bad mixture. So um, I think what is it, Huska or Huxa or something like that. I think you know it's just it's just going to be a better situation for those guys, and both of them are they're hockey players. They're too proud. They're not. They're going to try to have a bounce back year, and you know you're basically saying you know your second pairing defenseman who is probably going to play most of the power play minutes if he's playing well. And and your you know your top point getter on this team, especially with Toffoli gone, they're going to want to bounce back year. And so if you see anything close to what they were doing in Florida, the rest of the players around them I think are strong enough to where this team could easily finish you know third third overall in this division. So um, yep. yeah, interesting team. It's going to be a team that everybody's going to be watching, especially because they're Canadian. But I think I think you're going to see a bounce back from every level of their lineup because you're, you know, you can go from goalie to fucking Huberdeau and they're all going to try to have better years. So uh, it'd be interesting. I am, I am positive in that. I'm not as, I'm not as bullish of them on them as you are, but I I do think that they have a bounce back season and I do think they are a wild card push for a team for sure. Yep. Yeah. I I can see that. Um, Last thing on the flames, uh, Mackenzie Weger captain question mark. I mean, maybe I, if he's a locker room guy, sure. Maybe Chris Tanev. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's all you know. That's a Jordan Stahl question, right? I mean, you know, that's you're yeah. The, you're in that. Um, mode, but the only the only other one that comes to mind is Lindholm, but Lindholm's kind of made it clear he doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's a Lindholm guy. I think it's yeah. I mean, you're either gonna see probably Huberto, Uyghur, uh maybe <sighs> maybe Yeah, that I, but that's like the skill big name pick. That's not it, actual the. Sure, you know. Sure, but a lot of teams do that, and he was an assistant captain in Florida. Uh, what about Cadre? Some success. So, uh, I, I, that was another name. I mean, you know, I, who knows? I don't know what he's like in the locker room. He kind of seems like a dick. Uh, he does. He does definitely seem like a dick. But he seems like that kind of guy that, like, you know, he's one of those dicks that, like, the coach is like, you know what? I want you to take on this responsibility. Sure. And he'll be like, oh I yeah, I that. could do. I could do that, coach. And then he like you know has a one eighty and sees finds Jesus or something. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> I could Sounds I could right. see it too. Right. All right, the the moment of truth. A lot of our a lot of our listeners have been waiting for this one, uh, folks. It's time to talk about the Seattle Kraken. And uh, folks, I, I think even with uh, Taylor's lower that uh, he's just doing this to be a dick. I think. Sure. Uh, even <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just stop reading me. Yeah, even even with Taylor's uh, lower uh, than uh, for sure pick of the Seattle Kraken, I, I think both of us can sit here and say that this is a this is a very promising looking team. On the front end, on the front end, I mean, on the back end, you have the exact same fucking players. I would say you have more question marks on the back end. I mean, are you going to get the exact same Jamie Alexiak that you did last year and the year before? Oh. Or are you going to get Jamie Alexiak that played with Klingberg and, you know, had a good fucking season? Uh, sure. You know, I, the two years with Seattle, I, there's if anybody's going to tell me he's going to look like the player when he, he was in Dallas, uh, I'll buy you a beer, dude, because yeah. you have some positivity in your heart, and I love that. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just the same, you know. It's it's essentially the same exact back end. If you have, I agree. If you have playoff Grubauer, they could easily be three. You could be looking at them to be competing with, you know, our top two teams. But but I have see hard, they hard for me to convince. I I, I mentioned I mentioned on the live stream they've got Drew on here. I I think Joey Dackard takes this spot. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be Joey Dackard, and uh, I honestly think that Joey Dackard takes some starts away from Grubauer. Uh, just to because even even if it's the excuse of like we want Grubauer to be fresh for the playoffs, I think that they you know it's maybe like a make a you know a fifty thirty split. Yeah, I, I, to to me, I mean, you know, if you're looking at the way that we're doing this, right, ranking wise, if you're looking at the goalie situation in Seattle versus LA, I mean, how much more confident can you be? Right, like I just, I to me, it's Gr- Grubauer. To me, Grubauer is a slightly better version than Talbot to me. But I have much more confidence in Joey Dacker than I do in Phoenix Copley. Uh, see, I, I, what, what has Grubauer shown me in the two years he's been in Seattle? He's not much. Cam Talbot. I mean, he's not even a better version of Cam Talbot. He is, he is a Cam Talbot. Like he, so he had a great playoffs. And the, the Grubauer defenders would argue that since he got back from injury, he has been better. 
I understand. I, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. You know, you know that we we don't hold our punches on Philip Grubauer. If he's bad, he's bad. If he's good, he's good. And we we say it right here plainly on the show. And he ended the season on a good note. Sure, sure. So your your hope, your optimism that carries over. And if you're being more optimistic, you're hoping that even if it doesn't, you've got Chris Drieger and or Joey Dacker waiting in the wings that are ready to pick up some slack. And from what we saw from Joey Dackard last year, I think he's more than up to the, uh, what, how many games do you think Philip Grubauer starts next year? Because I guarantee you it's not a number over 60. No, it's 50. Maybe. Um, sounds about right. More realistically, probably 40. It's such a small sample size from Joey Dackard, though. That, that, that's Agreed. my concern there, right? So, but he played well in the AHL, too. I, it's everything to me. That's a it is. It is. Beast, it is. It is. 100% is. But when he had his moments with the big club, I, I didn't. he didn't feel out of place. It wasn't like, that's an AHL goalie. Like, he looked solid. He looked confident. And I was happy with him. Now, and... Honestly, maybe the guy that in our conversation that's getting left out the most is Chris Drieger because he's just been hurt and hasn't really had a chance to, you know, prove that he is in the running. Because remember, there was a time where we thought that Chris Drieger was destined for the net. Yeah, and a, and a summer to be able to recuperate. I, I get that. I get that. So, I, I mean, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think Kraken still have a better goalie tandem than L.A., Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. It's it's not that far of a gap, man. I agree. It's really I agree. not. I agree. It's not. We're the the strength of this team is not its goaltending, and it's not its defense. The goaltending is very much a wild card at the moment, and the defense is fine, passable. But how how long are you going to be able to say, yeah, our offense is going to bail us out of was, every fucking game? I was just saying. So just, that's tough. Let's let's be positive on this because I would make an argument that this is one of, if not the deepest team in the league. Up front. Yes. Yes. Up front. Of course. That's not, I I was just talking offensive lines like that. A a fourth line of Brandon Tanev, Pierre Edward Belmar and Kyler Yamamoto. That, that stands toe to toe with most fourth lines in the league. If not better like that, that's, that's an okay third line. Ellie Tolvin and Yanni Gordon, Oliver Bjorkstrand should be a second line. Jaden Schwartz, Alex Wenberg, and Burakowski is a second line. McCann, Beneers, and Eberle is a really good second line, okay first line. 1B, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a 1B. So, but this has been the strength of the Seattle Kraken. We hit you with four lines. We roll four lines deep, and we're just going to beat you with depth. It's not a bad system, and it looks like they've just doubled down on it because – Adding Kyler, okay, let's not beat around the bush. Did they add Kyler Yamamoto because he's a homeboy? Absolutely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That was that was one hundred percent fan service. He comes in cheap. I wouldn't even be surprised if by the time he retires, Tyler Johnson pulls on the sweater for the Seattle Kraken. Sure. Don't don't. I wouldn't put it out the realm of possibility. That being said, Yamamoto is an asset if he stays healthy, and that for and if he doesn't. Um, I don't know if you've heard of guys like uh, Cartier and uh, what is it, Riker? Yeah, well, Riker is a D, but yes. Oh, right. Um, uh, who am I thinking of? Not Riker Evans, but uh, the other guy, Cartier and 
mean, Shane Wright's gonna play in the yeah. AHL. Yeah, cool. he's no. It was it was the other guy that they pulled up quite a bit last year. Yeah, I couldn't remember him last. He's got he's the redhead. I keep wanting to say Johnson, but that's not right. Um, in any case, there's the the Kraken have a plethora of AHL players that are ready to come up and pinch hit immediately when someone gets hurt. Um, depth is not a problem on this offensive core. Right. And I think now that they've got a full season, they're energized from last year. Um, I, I think they're ready to take that next step. Matty Beniers is only going to get better. Jared McCann... I honestly think is is going to probably take us. He's not going to score forty goals this year, but he will he score thirty goals. Yes. Yeah, I mean you're going to get hopefully a, an entire season of Burakovsky, and Bjorkstrand's going to be a better player. So. Burakovsky, you're hoping for thirty goals. Yeah, I think that's Bur- right. Bjorkstrand, you're looking for probably what thirty goals. Twenty, yeah, twenty to thirty from him. It would. Be you're hoping. You're hoping at least. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-five. Um. You know, and if everybody else, you know, if Yanni Gord can put in 25, 2025, Ellie's putting in 2025, Schwartz 2025, you know, you're, you're looking pretty good. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're, you're letting in a lot of goals. I hear you. I hear you. And, and everything that you're saying makes total sense. If you're looking at it from a negative perspective, I, I just see it as they've had that full year to see what they did wrong. And I, and I'm hoping that they adjust for it. It's not just going to be status quo from the year before when you bring back the same squad. I, I hope that they learn from lessons, tighten up a little bit. Uh, Dumoulin, you know, the only addition on the D he helps out a little bit. He's a minor upgrade. Um, in my opinion. Uh, but no, you're right. The goaltending is a huge question mark on this team. Grubauer plays anywhere close to the way he did in the playoffs. This team is battling for second more than they're battling for fourth, right? So, I mean, it really does come to, you know, the 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 6D and the 10Ds. And, I mean, if if those question marks are answered quickly, right, I, then, you know, this is a whole different story. But because that offense is so good, I just you know there's there's some glaring holes, but I I mean you know let's let's stay optimistic. I do I do think Grubauer is Grubauer is going to at least be in the middle of his playoffs and his fucking regular season. Right? All right. He has to be in the middle of that. Yep. If he does that, this team is is much more competitive, especially in this division. So I agree. He, he he's a big he's a big X factor. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I so okay. Say the Kraken two weeks before the deadline are sitting second in the division. Mm-hmm. Does Ron Francis consider making a move for a goalie at the deadline? No. Okay. No. Uh, and, and the reason is he's not going to put any sort of, if he can move Grubauer at the same time, mm. uh, maybe, but uh, it's just, yeah, to me, he's kind of stuck with him, isn't he? He's kind of stuck with him. He signed him for four or five years, man. That's a long fucking time, right? To have two of the years that he did. The playoffs were great. Don't get me wrong. Grubauer played like he should have been playing his contract, right? Like that's, and, that's the goalie they needed. And but, look, Grubauer's got a, a solid fan. He, I would say he's probably a, a split between everybody. Yeah, there was the, you know, the people that were like, a lot of people, Maya Copad, you know, they, they, they're, they're fair weather fans. They were like, oh, you know, Grubauer's terrible. And then he, you know, he had the good playoffs. And he's like, oh, I take it all back. It's a, yeah, right, right. So, like, we're, we're going to weigh it based on what it is. Like, is did Grubauer play better last season than he did the first season? 
absolutely. Like it's not even, it's not even close. He was because he was downright bad the first season. Like that was that was that was bad. Um, second season, you know, injuries, moving around. He didn't play as many games, um, but you know, when, when he was in, he wasn't. We weren't sitting here going like "fuck" Philip Grubauer's and we're gonna fucking lose. It wasn't that situation. And in the playoffs, he did play very well. So he can show that when he wants to, he can turn it on. So I think it's a confidence issue. He goes in and when the team's behind him and they rally around it. And I think that that playoffs is what is going to push this team to the net. Like it's, it's not a situation where, you know, Florida, Florida could be, you know, they could be good this year or fuck man. It's a Montreal situation where they just fall back to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, this situation, I think that they take the success of what happened last year and they they build on that. So I'm 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 optimistic for this cracking team, and I think maybe even some additions on the defense. I don't know, I don't necessarily have buddy somebody in mind, but I, I do think that this team is is on the up and up, and in this division, stacking up pretty well. Anything's possible in this in Pacific, man. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, not everything. But San Jose mo- can't be number one, but I mean, there's a good chance that no, they they, know, they definitely they, they definitely. The well, you know what? I could see a scenario where they're number one. I could see that. Yeah, they got to really fucking turn it on. Well, and it would all, not necessarily that. It would also require a lot of um, underperforming by the two teams that we have above them. Yeah, yeah. Or the you know the four you have four teams above them, but um, so. We'll just we'll just do them in order here. Um, let's take let's take the Golden Knights. So you've got them in second. I've got them in first. Uh, defending Stanley Cup champs right now. Uh, looking at their daily faceoff, Taylor. This team hasn't. This is basically the team that just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's uh, still going to be a good fucking team. I think, uh, you know, we looked at it the same way with Tampa, right? Tampa, we talked with Coop about it. Coop was like, yeah, we just have so much fucking turnover. So they were able to avoid that a little bit. It's just, you know, uh, f- for me, are you going to get the exact same level of goaltending that you got last year? There's just, there's no way, right? Really? Just, okay. Uh, you're gonna, it, do, are you kidding me? Those I'm a bit, dude, I'm a big Angel fan. Sure. You can I'm a big a- Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson fan. You can be a big Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson fan. And to say that there's not going to be any regression, you're saying that those two goaltenders are some of the best goalies we've seen in the last hundred years. It's just, it's, you're going to see regression with those guys. There's absolutely no fucking way. If they okay. don't, if they don't regress, I will eat my crow, but there's, I think, I think I, Aiden Hill perhaps, but Logan Thompson's just getting started. I think he he's a young kid. But you, but you're, but you're basically saying that he is the next Shesterkin, uh, Vasilevsky, Sorokin. There's no way to know. No, that. absolutely no I'm way not. That. I'm not season, saying that. I mean, but the season that those guys had with the with the smaller sample size, you're basically saying that those guys are going. You're going to pass guys like Otter. That's you know that's impossible to do, man. I just don't think those guys are that good. So I'm not saying that they're bad. It's, I still think whoever comes out on top is. You know, with this team in front of them, I still think that, especially from a fantasy perspective, that's potentially, a, you know, that's a top 10 goalie. Oh, yeah. It's just it, it, to say that there's not going to be any regression from from those guys, I just, I, I think that's reckless, bro. 
I would I I would agree with you a little bit on Aiden Hill, but I don't man. But between the two though, like I I see a situation where it's they just roll him. You know, forty forty and forty. Um, with Bruce Cassidy, he's never been afraid to play goalies like that. Um, I don't know. I I could see that tandem working out quite well. And as long as you keep Leonard away with a fucking twenty foot pole, sure. even if his if if Leonard comes back twenty games in, he's like, hey, I'm actually feeling really better. Like. Bruce Cassidy needs to take a fucking chair to him WWE style. And they should film it. Yeah. And, well, he would want it filmed so he could sell it because he's bankrupt from his snake farm. Yeah. yeah I think I think uh, that's the big story here. Uh, the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup has taken away from the story of uh, Robin Leonard going bankrupt from his snake farm. Look it up, folks. Google it. Yeah, and then and then he's a locker room problem, you know, because he he's just begging dudes for money for his snake farm. <laughs> he just comes in with fucking. He's like Alice Cooper. He's just got fucking snake around his neck. Hell yeah, he's got, he got some guy. He's got some guy to dress him. He's like, hey, mind the snake, man. Have you ever met Tulip? Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> um, he, I don't know why he named the snake Tulip, but he only eats tulips. Um, <laughs> People, people named strippers named Tulip. Yes, yeah. uh, it's the next, the next hurricane is Hurricane Tulip now. Oh shit! Okay, um, that's oh, ooh, like like Sharknado but with snakes. Yes, snake, <laughs> snake, snakes on a oh no, there snake is. a cane. Snake a cane. There you go. Oh, there we go. Now we just uh, Carolina Hurricanes need to tune in. Yeah, I, but I, so I think I think the goalies are still going to have a good season, right? You, I think both of these guys, they're not going to have a ridiculous regression down towards, you know, the nine hundred mark. They're going to have, you know, they're going to have, they're going to have a similar season. I just I think it's going to be a little bit worse, but I don't think that's going to affect this team. Dude, like, this is all. this this so, team has an absolute chance of repeating. Yeah, they really do. I think there's stronger teams in the East, especially on paper. It's but, the same. It's the same team, like. Barring barring our inside source saying that the loss of Riley Smith is the you know a dagger to the heart kind of thing, sure. Um, if if that's not too much of an embellishment, like look on ice production, Riley Smith was a replaceable player. Yeah, like it was he a orig- an original misfit? Yes. Was he you know probably a good locker room dude that had a lot of experience? Absolutely. But on ice production. You know, Riley Smith is replaceable. Yeah, I, and that's I, the and that's their only. Oh, and they lost Phil Castle, who who didn't that's play. Their, that's their big miss right there. That is, but they just lost their heart and soul. They, they lost their heart and stomach. Yeah, I honestly I don't disagree, and and the only reason I do is because once you get to the Stanley Cup, anything's possible, right? The East Coast teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. There, there's some good fucking teams over there, but you only play one of them. Right, mm-hmm. and you play them after they just fucking beat the hell out of each other. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they could easily repeat. I, you know, yeah, I, it, they're they're gonna be towards the top if not just, the top team again. If the- you look at this team's path, it's very like the playbook to win the Stanley Cup last year for this team is very similar to win the Stanley Cup this year. Like, if if I'm Golden Knights, if I'm McPhee, I think that's I think that's his name right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sitting there going like, I just need to beat Edmonton. If I can beat Edmonton, I will get to the Stanley Cup final once again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I understand that that's kind of a point from arrogance. Like he's not given credit, but but if I'm if I'm McPhee, I'm sitting here going like I I need to worry about Edmonton, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Once I get past Edmonton, I am you know maybe Dallas is an issue, but I I have the same team from last year. They're motivated. I just need to beat Edmonton, and this team hasn't changed, and neither has Edmonton to, to a degree. We'll get to them in a second, but. I don't know, man. They're they're bringing all the guys back, and normally that works out pretty well. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. This is, I mean, they're going to be one or two. There's no doubt in my mind. No way about it. Like it's it, it, any of the compliments and positive things that we would say about this team are things that we've been saying for a while. Like Ivan Barbashev has become an absolute sensation in Vegas. He's 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 fitting in perfectly on that first line with Jack Eichel. Marcheseau is, you know, having a renaissance. He's always counted on for secondary scoring next to Eichel. Eichel's playing great hockey. Um, Brett Howden is, you know, a a filler, but working great with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. Um, you know, Mark Stone, there's a rumor out there that he may never play a full season again because he's just having so many back issues. Um, and very convenient. But in any case, whether it's true or not, like the, he's going to get arrested, Mark Stone for the playoffs. Um, Paul Carter, Paul Cotter is like way underrated. I like the guy a lot. Um, Will Carlson is a second line center on a worse team, so the fact that he's a third line center here is just proves to the depth of this team. Uh, Mike Amadio is, I, I think, a system guy um, that comes from the the Vegas system. He's awesome. And then that fourth line is pretty much unchanged for a while. Carrier, Roy, uh, Wah, and Colazar have just been around for a while. So this is, fuck, man, there's no reason to think that this team can't do it again. Yep, completely agree. Unless the next team we're going to talk about and the last team we're going to talk about, the Edmonton Oilers, somehow find a way to do it. They have to at some point, or McDavid's gonna fucking leave, right? Like, I mean, we gotta be prepared for that. Yeah, I would. I, it, it's, it. I think it's. I think it's safe to say at this point that it's Stanley Cup or bust for Connor McDavid. Like, if he does not win a Stanley Cup by the time he gets, what? How many years he got left on his contract? Three, two. That's a good question. Yeah, he's probably three. Probably three. I would say three. You, I'll, I'll. You look that up while I pull up daily faceoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, this is another team. There's, I mean, they, they could also surprise us and be really shitty for some reason. Right. Like, you know, things just don't click, but I think more realistically, they're going to be in that top two conversation, you know, if not all year, definitely by the end of the year, it's just with Connor McDavid and dry putting up the amount of points that they can put up mm-hmm. on a regular night, they're just going to will that team to fucking victory. So, um, but is that a recipe for playoff success? Uh, I mean, no, right? But, I mean, we're talking about regular season rankings, right? That's fair. That's fair. And and we are. And I, it, it's kind of my my similar thoughts to how I had for Toronto. I, I see Toronto winning that division, if not being very high up in it. But I, I don't see them going any further than they have been in the past in the playoffs. And yeah. this team, looking at – I mean – you got the usual suspects here. You brought in Zach Hyman, who is an improvement for sure. Connor Brown is just Connor Brown. I I don't know. I don't I don't think very highly of him. Um, well, it's not that I think he's bad. He's just he's a guy to put next to Connor McDavid. 
Um, Nuge is stop trying to make Nuge happen. It's not going to happen. He's he is what he is. Um, but if you stick him on a line with Leon Drysdale and Evander Kane, stick my ass next to Leon Drysdale and Evander Kane, and I'm going to put up some points. That's right, dude. You can put a fucking fourth line grinder with him. <laughs> it's going to fucking work out for you. <laughs> what a what a cush fucking job for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Sick, dude. Oh my god, he must ep- love e- he must love coming to work every day. He has the easiest job in the NHL. He just fucking Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's just like like Leon and Evander are just fucking tearing it up, and Nuge Nuge is just like kind of there, and they're bouncing pucks off of him to get to the other person. He's that makes him sound like a plug. Nuge is is a is a serviceable player. He's a good hockey player. He's just not. You know, like he's not the comparable like player that they thought he was going to be. I think they were thinking he was going to be more like an Evander Kane type, and he's not. So he's still a hundred point player last year, bro. Yeah, well, take him off of a line with Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle, and we'll see if he can duplicate that. Yeah, I mean he can't, but he it's yeah he can't. It's still a feat to hit a hundred. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Okay. So I look at this team, and I and I said this on the live stream too. Like, look, I. It's I have two clashing beliefs on this team because at the on one hand, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are arguably the one and two top players in the league. Mm-hmm. Are you, you throw McKinnon in there? Sure, um, I'm sure if John Cooper were sitting here on this podcast, he would you know throw Kucherov in there as well. I understand there's some arguments, but it, it it's Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are definitely in the top five, if not top three. You've got these guys here. Those are awesome. They're going to make anybody around them good. Evander Kane's good for 30 goals. Uh, the rest, uh, this third line is a pretty pedestrian third line. The fourth line is, as much as I love Derek Ryan, it's nothing to write home about. Sure. And the and the defense, God, it's I don't under it, it. It this looks like a Kenny Holland defense. Yeah, the D, the D hurts a little bit. It'll be interesting to see a full year of both Ekholm and Bouchard. I love Matthias Ekholm. That is a fantastic ad. I think yeah. that is great. I just don't think it's enough. Darnell Nurse is not what they hoped he would be. I don't like Darnell Nurse. Uh, I just don't think that he's a number one cent- or a number one defenseman. I'd love to see, with these D pairings, I'd love to see Bouchard and Nurse and Ekholm and CC. That's better. That's better. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see. Yeah, I, I think Darnell Nurse and Cody CC being on the same line is a recipe for disaster. Oh, that's a bad idea. Well, you that is a... Darnell, I don't want Darnell Nurse to be my top defenseman. No, no. I'm counting on for points and shit. No. Right? Like, that's not what he's there for. Absolutely not. He's there to be a fucking psychopath and beat someone's face in, miss two games, and then come back and do the same shit. That's like, correct. That's what he's there yes. for. Yes. Yes, that's a, but that's a second to third line defenseman, not a first line guy. And Cody Cece, I, anybody who knows the hockey world knows that Cody Cece is just replaceable. Absolute fucking stud. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're on different pages there, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrap him, fucking lock him up for eight years, eh? That's right, dude. I'm picking him up in fantasy. He's so fucking mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I, if this defense, I, you know. Look, at the end of the day, if we're we're sitting here with a red-faced Edmonton Oilers just absolute fanboy, they're going to hate me for this. But look, the, the game plan of this team has not changed. Get the puck to fucking Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. 
Yeah, there, it's, it's just... The Maybe Evander Kane. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's get the puck to those guys. Sure. There Which, is nothing. Yeah, there's nothing else. Regular season, though, it works in the regular season, right? We're we're going over rankings for the for the regular season. It, yeah, they're gonna get into the playoffs, and they're still not built for playoffs. So. No, no, they're not. It's I the credit where credit is due. Matthias Ekholm can quarterback a power play if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand, but but you're on a weird team where you don't have him on the first power play unit because you've got Leon and Connor. Yeah, and you're well, wanting to set up. Because I think Bouchard Bouchard's going to take over that first spot. And yeah, I think and I think Ek- that's really dumb. Ekholm will be the number two. I honestly, this team this team's biggest issue, right? The question mark is obviously going to be goaltending. Right? There it is. What are you, you going to get, right? Like, what's you know they have Skinner as a starter, but they paid Campbell the money, so who knows what you're going to see? I I I argued on the live, not that they can move the money right and make this happen, but I argued on the live. They they are a Gibson or a Hellebuck away from being the Stanley Cup favorite. Uh, and maybe a D, because I, I I'm with you there. I think they're they're D away still. But oh, if you get well, I think the D like if they pick up a better goaltender. So like if they you know you pick up a uh, uh, what's a good example? Somebody that's like good but not great um aiden hill or you know in aiden hill or um fuck um who's that dude in arizona right now yeah he's he's good he's good so i I think maybe you get him somebody like him and then you get a defenseman i get that but if you get gibson or hellebuck that defense that defense will be fine makes you a lot better yeah, that's that's this is the problem because Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell are just not that this is you well for some reason we're now comparing it to LA goalies but is this duo much better than that? Uh barely. I, I barely is know, is the correct to, answer. Yes. To put their goalie tandem I I mean, you know, I'd put them I'd put Edmonton Kraken in LA in a very similar pool of tendies. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. But overall, I mean, you've got them. You've got them taking the division, and I, I think that's possible. I mean, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are, are only getting better at the moment, and this team, while I don't think it was enough, did get slightly better. I think I, I do think Matias Ekholm is good. It's just you know you've got at the end of the day the game plans. This is not a deep team. This is not a. This is not a. Our success is based on us playing as a team. This team's success at the end of the day still comes down to it. And this is how they lose in the playoffs. If you can shut down Leon and you can shut down Connor, you will win the hockey game. Sure. 100%. That's what it comes down to. Yep. Honestly, 100%. that's what it does. So unfortunately it, you can even, are it, it's, it's funny. You make an argument that, you know, even when Connor or Leon, if they go down for an injury, this team might play a little better because they're forced to step up instead of the game plan of, Hey, Hey, you see, you, if you see, fucking uh 97 or 29 on the ice you fucking pass them the puck mm-hmm. yeah you don't exist right it's you... probably in their contracts to just like they have a maximum time on stick you know for it's, the it's not wins or playoffs it's uh, how many passes completed that's right <laughs> that's right that's fucking brilliant dude I'd, I'd put that in every contract for this team i like that i like that a lot holy shit all right folks that's it 
We did it. We got through everything and we didn't even. Somehow, somehow. Um, to, to, to wrap up the show, we did mention that we would shout out the people that uh, that commented on us. Uh, Johnny, old Johnny Miller, Fire Chief John Miller, says he agrees with Vegas Fever Pod. And uh, Vegas hit us with uh, the Vegas Fever Pod. Shout out to them. They were uh, with us on the live stream. Uh, Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, L.A., Calgary, Vancouver, Anaheim, San Jose. So, uh just a, a slight deviation from our picks. Yeah, not too bad. And of course, they're going to put Vegas at the front because they're with well, Vegas podcast. So. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, well, and and honestly, like I in that last live stream, uh, he was doing a decent job of not being bragging. You know, like he was he was saying, like, oh, you know, it could be this this. At the end of the day, it was me that was basically defending Vegas. I was like, um, this team could easily repeat. Like. Yeah, so he's not a, he's not a hockey like he didn't grow up playing hockey then, right? Because we would have been all over fucking Kraken if the Kraken were for sure. Fucking oh, if the Kraken are fucking if the Kraken win the cup this year, that they they will be the favorites in my eyes the, the next year. The next fucking century. Bro. Century. <laughs> Come on, I've passed the decade, dude. They're fucking favorites for the next hundred years. Oh, that's good shit. Uh, and then we've got Anthony. Anthony says, stay sleeping on the Kings. Oh, disagree there, Anthony. But... I definitely disagree. But, Anthony, you know what? You might prove us wrong. Um, you do have uh, quite a bit of uh, LA Kings stuff on your Twitter feed, especially this latest video with the those chrome buckets, which, yes. um, yeah, it's not – those God. aren't great. Those aren't great. Those are those are those were directly made to clash with the Vegas ones. Hundred percent, and they're yeah. both ugly as fuck. That's so terrible. It's so, so awful, so terrible. But uh, you know what? Maybe maybe we're wrong, Kings fans. Maybe maybe you guys will prove us wrong. And uh, um, a, a mid defense and bad goaltending might surprise us. You just never know. No, you never know. Um, so, folks, uh, before we sign off with you here. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe to us. We are on DB at DB Hockey Pod on Twitter and the Dusty Matter Hockey Pod on Facebook. Uh, and if you can go to, we are we're all on we're on YouTube, Spotify, all that stuff. So if you can subscribe to us, we would really appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, in the future episodes, we're going to start getting back into fantasy hockey. Hey, uh, we're we're in two leagues actually this year. One of our one of our own hockey, uh, the DB Hockey. Uh, namesake league and then we're also joining up with some of our fellow co-hosts from the hockey podcast network and doing a little draft so that'll be fun as well and we'll keep you apprised on all that stuff so if you are a fantasy hockey player and looking for some tips and stuff wait till the end of our episodes and we will have our fantasy hockey corner coming back uh, a favorite from year one i'm a little nervous to have a team with you though dude you've missed the playoffs two years in a row right what are you talking? No, I've I've lost in the playoffs two years in a row. Well, I, yeah, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Either way, you suck. So I uh, well, I won. <laughs> I won two years in a row, well, and then I. Yeah, that seems like forever ago, right? You got to rebuild, man. Like you can't you can't have a dynasty like that and just continue to keep going. Like you got to rebuild That's the fair. team. That's fair. I'm sick of rebuilding because we're <laughs> Ducks and Red Wings fans too. So yeah. What, what was yeah? You you won. You won this last year, but fuck, it was it, you were only two years removed from being like last in the league, right? No, I've never been. I've made the playoffs every year. I've just I haven't had a good team in like four years. Okay, that's fair. 
So and the key to success is apparently cooking pot stickers as you're drafting because I absolutely fucking slayed it this year. So that's right, you did. You oh, you just it w- really wasn't even close. Honestly, yeah, you just kicked the little, shit out of everybody. Yeah, was that that was that was like my second year when I when I won and I was able to buy Mars blades with the winnings because I I just everybody I just dusted everybody. It wasn't even close. So the moral of the story here is don't have a podcast if you want Mars blades and win your fantasy league. I, got I think that is the that is that is the that is the lesson here. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, folks. Uh, thanks again for listening in. And uh, in in episode one twenty, we'll be wrapping up our division previews with the central division. That'll be that'll be a good one. And finally, we'll uh, maybe we'll even reach out to fire Chief, old fire chief Miller. Hey, here right. here talk to one of the few Nashville fans out there. They do exist. They, they do indeed. All right, everybody. Peace out.